1: Interesting to me. I just read it right before the show. He tweeted, Have you seen these wild swing opinions on all of these quarterbacks? One guy loves May, the next guy doesn't. Same with Williams and Daniels. How the hell is one to know? Uh, thank you, Ed. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Kevin Sheehan DC. Tweet me at Kevin Sheehan DC. You know, I told Denton right when I read this to pull the sound off of Merrill Hodge. Now, what was this from? Because several people sent this. This was some sort of podcast, right?
2: No, this was he was on The Junkies yesterday.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Merrill Hodge was on The Junkies yesterday. So this is from The Junkies. Now, what I saw was a video where he was having this conversation. So what did, what sound did you pull for me? Sorry.
2: This this is Merrill Hodge on The Junkies uh, discussing Drake May and why
3: he That's would stay that's away.
1: what I want. Him yeah. on Drake May. All right, let me hear it. Play it.
3: I wouldn't touch May. I wouldn't I wouldn't grab May. Ooh. I wouldn't draft him in the first round. There's a bunch of things that bother me. He's extremely inconsistent as uh, his accuracy. His processing inconsistent. Um, he's not extremely athletic. I think I find him more stiff. He's got a longer throwing motion which allows more hits in our league than he gets in college. And I'm just bothered by it. You know, in fact I just I knew we were gonna do this, so I just wanted to I hadn't watched mm-hmm. him for a couple weeks so I one of my last games I looked at was the NC State, NC State game, and that may be one of the worst games I'd ever seen. I mean, him play, <laughs> and but but it validated he's at the end of the season and it, ended, it validated a couple things. He misses a lot of hots. The team misses hots. He sees hots and he doesn't throw hot. I just so that is you have to get in the room and say, okay, why don't you throw this? To walk me through this, okay? But that that processing bothers me in our league, man. You got to be dialed in. You got to be sharp on that. When you miss him in college. Now, listen, there's a certain level of coaching that doesn't exist in college based on the time frame that they have. So coaching is going to matter. We go back to, we started with coaching and that is going to matter. And what they're going to get is going to matter. And that could be, they're going to get good coaching or they're not going to get so good coaching. And let's just assume they're going to get good coaching. So there can be a lot of things you can work through. But the one thing I've, I have not seen two things that always concern me is you can't fix a guy can talk smart on the board But then he can't process it on the field. And if I find out that guy's like that, I wouldn't touch him ever.
1: That was so that was really interesting. The sound that I heard was was similar, very similar. But you know what he did there, Denton? He actually pointed out something that you and I have talked about when it when we've talked about Drake May. If you want to fall out of love with Drake May, watch the NC State tape. Because that was awful. Um, and I don't know that Jaden Daniels has one game that you would watch from either of the two years that he started in 22 or 23, where you would be fearful of what you were getting. That's interesting that he pulled that NC State because that was his worst game. It, let me just say this there may have been, I didn't see every Carolina game, but that game I remember specifically going, I don't know. Um, but back to the point that Ed makes. So Merrill Hodge, who, by the way, called C.J. Stroud over Bryce Young last year. He said C.J. Stroud was the only quarterback he felt was deserving of a first-round grade last year. And talked specifically about his size and his ability to reset, replatform, and then make throws with a big-time arm. He was concerned that Bryce Young was too small and didn't have the arm strength to do it. I think Merrill Hodge, correct me if I'm wrong, I may be thinking about somebody else, but I think Merrill Hodge with quarterbacks has gotten a lot right over the years. Am I right about that, Denton? Or am I thinking about somebody else?
2: uh, He's definitely, in recent years, had some really good takes on QBs, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, last year he nailed Stroud. You know, that was part of the video video that I watched this morning is they went back and showed the, uh, what he said a year ago about Stroud over Bryce Young, but back to Ed's tweet, how the hell is one to know, you know, you have these wild swing opinions. Well, you know, it's not wild swing. It's just many varied opinions. Um, it's not like Hodge has an opinion one day then swings to another. Orlovsky loves May, thinks May is the best quarterback in this draft. Um, the guy that I asked you to try to, to get on the show that we've been unsuccessful trying to get on the show, this guy Kurt Benkert, who was a you know cup of coffee in the NFL quarterback. I remember when he was the quarterback at UVA for a brief period of time. He's done a really good job as a recent in the NFL in a quarterback room um, I'm forgetting where he was now. I think he was with the Packers, actually briefly, um, which meant he would have been in the room with Jordan Love and with uh, with Aaron Rodgers. But I, you know, you like to hear guys that have just recently gotten out of the game, in particular, uh, talk about it. Colt McCoy has some good stuff uh, out there on quarterbacks as well, um, but he doesn't. He's not a fan of May. He's a big fan of Daniels. But you've got a lot of these different opinions. Here's the thing. In following all this, this is what we get every year. It's just more, it's hitting home for us more because we're one of the teams in the mix here for one of these guys. And we don't need to know, Ed. They need to know, meaning the team, Adam Peters, Martin Mayhew, you know, Lance Newmark, all of these guys, they need to know. But even they don't really know. They they know more than we do, but even they don't really know. So what to do? Well, we sit back and we, as fans, have opinions, you know, but more times than not, we're not going to hit on them. Uh, When it comes to the draft, it's a 35% hit rate is success for the people that do this for a living. I would just say this, though, when it comes to, the draft and it comes to the construction of a roster every position on the football field sees essentially the same level give or take a couple of percentage points of hit and miss you know there's this idea and we focus on all of the misses at quarterback there are lots of misses at every other position as well lots of them it's essentially the same rate at every position You know, you're talking about if you can hit on somewhere around a third, that is a good success rate. So for me, it comes down to this. Quarterback, do you have one or not? If the answer is no, that's the swing that is most worth taking, regardless of the hit-miss percentage. The hit-miss percentage is the same virtually across the board. So if you don't have one, that's the most important position on the field. That's the most impactful position on the field. That's the position that impacts winning specifically, long-term winning, sustained winning, than any other position on the field. That's the swing you have to take. And you've got to be prepared to miss on it which is why you got to keep swinging because if it's one out of 3, you got to swing 3 times until you find the right one. Uh and not at the by the way, not at um you know, not not at the point in which you're reaching for a quarterback much higher. But when you have players and you've got a board and you have a need for quarterback. And there's a quarterback that's essentially right there at the top of your board with two or three other players in other positions. You take the quarterback. And I would think that regardless of these you know, differing opinions on all of these quarterbacks, that these quarterbacks are going to be right there with the other players in the draft not named Marvin Harrison Jr., Right now, and things are on the verge of being updated at the Indy Combine this week. But as of now, really, the one player that everybody seems to agree on is an absolute hit. You know, there isn't a lot of wild, you know, differing opinions, varied opinions on Marvin Harrison Jr., he's the one that everybody feels most confident is going to be a stud wide receiver in the NFL. Everybody else, including linemen, including edge rushers, including, you know, obviously quarterbacks, there are a lot of different opinions on. I just think it's really simple for this team. You've got to draft quarterback at number two. The only way I wouldn't, you know, we've talked about this in the past, is if their opinions of what's left after whomever's taken number one is just not anywhere near The same level of player that they have, uh, you know, in terms of the rankings on other players. You don't want to overreach. You want to take the best player available. But when in doubt, that best player available, if, if one of them in the conversation is a quarterback and you don't have one, you take the quarterback. Speaking of quarterback, there were some interesting you know, uh, reports from over the weekend. Peter King had something in his Monday morning quarterback column yesterday, which, by the way, was his last Monday morning quarterback column, Um, about Justin Fields that I thought was interesting. And then the reports that came out over the weekend about Sam Howell potentially pulling back a third-round pick or higher if he were traded. Okay, picture
2: this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road.